0: You're listening to The Regular Podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM.
1: Pete Weatherburn, the vet is here from Bray Vet, Connor In Bray, you're very welcome, Pete. Thanks good, for coming in. Good morning.
0: Happy Bring Your Dog to Work Day, Declan.
1: Yes, indeed. That's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Where's uh,
0: your dog? <laughs> yeah. You're meant to have brought your dog to work.
1: Well, yes. Uh, this is not work. This is, this is a hobby I took up for age 12. <laughs> <and> continuing.
0: <laughs> well, it's a, great, it's a great idea, this bring your dog to work. It doesn't suit every workplace, um, but for people who can manage it, I think it's fabulous. Dogs are really good for people. They help them... Chill out, relax, feel comfortable, feel positive about the business they're working in. And they really help with social interactions between people. Um, You find that yourself when you take a dog for a walk, that you'll actually talk to other people with dogs. Um, Dogs are social enablers, and it works in the workplace as well. So if you take a dog to work, people who might not normally talk to each other will stop and have a few words. So um, I I think it'd be great to have dogs at work every day, but especially today... It's a particularly good day because it's called Bring Your Dog to Work day. The
1: benefits of having a pet though, generally, uh, mm. people say it's good for mental health.
0: It is very good for mental health, yeah. Um, it reduces your blood pressure, um, you have less visits to the doctor. Elderly people living alone need less paid carer time because then, it, pets encourage them to think outside of themselves and so um, it makes them more independent. Um, great for children as well. Um, Children who grow up with animals around them are less likely to suffer from allergic diseases um, uh, which is kind of paradoxical, but it works because the the immune system is busy dealing with the bugs that come come in with the pets, and so they don't get the immune system then doesn 't get busy with allergies, so um, pets are good in that way, and also pets teach children about social interactions because um, young children who maybe who can 't talk um, they look at dogs and they learn about body language. So children who grew up with pets around them are more self-confident and um, more socially adept than children who, who don't in- encounter dogs at all. So, you know, there's lots of positives. Indeed. Um,
1: just uh, a text here from, I think it's a lady, who said that last Thursday was the hottest day of the year and it didn't know what to do with the dog should she should have taken it for a walk or something. So... I suppose I can interpret that and say, okay, hopefully that wasn't just her summer, that we'll have another part of the summer as well. But that heat was exceptional last Thursday and I'm sure a, a lot of pet owners were deciding, is this a good idea to take the dog out or should I uh, keep it in, in a maybe a cool room if that was possible or maybe put it in the bath of cold water or, or do something just to help the, yeah. the dog, especially if, if it's not really a furry dog, but even any sort of a coat at all, it could feel very uncomfortable.
0: Yes, dogs overheat very, very easily because they they can't lose heat in the same way as we do. We sweat when we when when we become uncomfortable, uh, when we get too hot, we sweat and that cools us down. But as well as that, we are able to do things like open a window or go to a cooler place, whereas dogs often can only do what their owners let them do. So they can be put into situations where they're very uncomfortably hot and owners have to pay attention to their behavior and make sure that they have the option of staying cool. So that means, I mean, there's some basic ground rules. On hot sunny days, like we had last week and hopefully we'll have again, you don't take your dog for a walk, let's say after nine in the morning or before seven in the evening, because when dogs exercise, apart from being in the open sunshine, which heats them up, the muscles generate heat as, as, as they exercise. And so that means as... They're getting hot on the inside out as well as on the outside in. So there's a, a big problem, and most dogs of he- most cases of heat stroke that we see as vets nowadays are actually in pets that are out exercising in the sunshine, um, and the dogs collapse, and the owners don't know why their dogs collapse. They're just dogs, just lying there, panting, um, looking distressed, and they, the owner has no idea why their pet's in trouble like this, and so they pick them up and they have to carry them to car and they bring them to I the vent. S- I
1: saw a woman in Bray yesterday carrying, mm. she two dogs, one was walking but she had to carry another yeah.
0: dog. Yeah, well if your dog gets heat stroke, sometimes, it's not always very obvious that they got heat stroke, because a lot of dogs pant in the sunshine, and that's normal, but if they pant and also flop down and collapse, then they've got, the chances are they've got heat stroke. And here's something that's really important and all listeners should know this, that owner first aid can actually save your dog's life Um, there was one study that was done and what they found was that Um, 61% of dogs with heat stroke that went straight to the vet with nothing else being done died. So that's nearly two out of three dogs with heat stroke died. Um, Then they looked at dogs that were cooled down by the owners before going to the vets, and they found that only 38% of them die, so just over one third of them. So in other words, you know, it makes a very big difference. If If you've got a dog that you think has got heat stroke, like I said, They've collapsed, they're panting a lot, they've been in the sunshine, maybe they've been exercising in the heat, and uh, and you think, this dog's got heat stroke, you should cool them down. How do you do that? Well, f- first thing is, don't use ice-cold water, because what happens is, ice-cold water, um, first of all, it can shock the dog, but the second thing it can do, second thing it will do is it'll cause the, the blood vessels on the surface of the dog's body and the skin to constrict To shrink down, and that means that the dog won't be able to lose as much heat. So what you're meant to do is soak the dog with lukewarm water. Um, It doesn't mean you don't need to get too fussy about this. I'm not saying wait while you boil the kettle so you can add it to a cold bath. You know, basically this has to be done quickly. So you know, but it just means if you you might fill a bath and put the hot tap on as well as the cold tap and dunk the dog in it, or if you if you're outside you might just get a hose and put the hose on the dog, or you might just get a bucket of water and put that on the dog. But don't worry about it being too cold. That's the point. If it's a little bit warm, that's better. And then what you should do is get your dog into the car and and get some wet towels and drape them over the dog and open the windows of the car so there's a breeze playing off the animal. Now, if you take those steps, that will start to cool the temperature down. Now, it's still important that you go to the vet. Even if your dog cools down you think, oh, they're not panicking as much now, maybe they're going to be okay. What you have to realize is that most dogs that die of heat stroke don't die on that day. They act, what happens is they seem to recover, but then they die the next day. And the reason they die the next day is because during the episode of heat stroke, um, their internal organs are literally cooked. So so the, the, the temperature is so high in their liver and kidneys and heart and brain um, and also in the blood coagulation system that these areas fail. And so what happens then is... 24 hours later, the dog suffers from failure of these organs. So they develop horrible signs like really severe vomiting and diarrhoea and, or unconsciousness and all sorts of things. So what happens, what the vet does to counter this is they give a dog a cool intravenous drip. What that means is that the, 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 the blood supply to all of these organs um, is increased, blood pressure increases, and they're actually physically cooled down by the blood going through them more quickly. And that then lessens the damage to them from cooking, and um, takes the heat out of them more quickly, and dogs are more likely to survive. So, wow. so that's the story, really.
1: Gosh, you, you painted a frightening picture about uh, internal organs cooking.
0: We we see dogs dying of this every year. It's really, really serious. I mean, it's... I mean, we all get the warnings of, don't leave the dog in the car, and mm, things like that. I think that message is out there now, and people generally don't do that anymore. The new one is dogs exercising in the park, at lunchtime just don't do it exercise your dog early morning or late evening and keep them in the shade through the daytime
1: yeah Mm. Uh, so the uh, you know one person
0: saying the dog needs a
1: walk put
0: it on hold put it on hold in the sunshine what, in the what
1: about in keeping the dog indoors, but the house is warm? Um, some people have said, "Oh, you should put your dog in the bath with a little bit of cold water, so that their
0: their feet are that their pads and their feet are cold." I, I, I don't I don't think I would go that far. That's a little bit extreme. I think it's quite good to have like a paddling pool in the back garden in the shade, and they can, if you want, you can put them in that from time to time. But you know, most dogs in the shade in Ireland, it doesn't get that hot right. in this country, and as long as they have some water, presume always have to have fresh water. Dogs need more water than we do in hot weather because they they lose heat by panting and panting uses up loads of water. So they have to have plenty of fresh water. Check their water bowls twice a day to make sure they've got plenty of fresh water. Does their
1: eating habits change in the hot weather? It can with humans as well. I'm not, you know, I don't want a big meal. I'll have a little
0: salad or something because it's too hot. Yeah, and that's a really good point. We actually seem to forget that one of the reasons why we eat is to provide fuel to keep us warm. That's why we eat. Um, when you eat food, it's digested and that produces heat and that keeps you warm. Um, so what that means is in the summertime when it's warm outside, you don't need as much food because you don't need as much fuel to keep you warm because you're already quite warm from the environment. So people should feed their pets a bit less in the summertime to take account for that. And in fact, many, many animals are a bit less hungry anyway because they, they kind of instinctively know. They just don't feel as hungry because they're Body doesn't need as much fuel.
1: Alright, okay. By the way, on bringing your dog to work day, I was just mentioning before you came in that I was very surprised that you would consider Coming along to have a social chat with me on a Friday as work, I, I thought it was just uh, you dropped in because uh, you know we were friends
0: and things like that, you know. But isn't that true? And, and as evidence, Declan, perhaps I, I didn't bring my dog with me. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, I know. After all your talk, your all talk. <laughs> and know, this is this is fun, isn't it? It's nothing to do with work, Declan. Right. Uh, so just before we finish up, how's your phone? My phone is great. I've got you know I've got this. Kubot um, Chinese phone, and other than possibly some foreign government listening in to everything that I do that's I love this suspicion, yeah. I love this phone it's it, it's cheap and cheerful and it does the job it does what a phone's meant to do the camera may not be the bee's knees here we go here's all the things that are wrong with it yeah go on but no but I'm I, I, it does exactly what I want it to do and, and the screen doesn't crack or break and that's really important to me <laughs>
1: alright okay I'd like to check in now and again on the technology yeah. thank you very good that is Pete Weatherburn our vet you can um, visit Pete yourself uh, with your animal. He's on the Old Connor Road in Bray. It's the Bray Veterinary Clinic. But you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Enjoy. Is your dog in the practice, by the way? Um, the, the dog's at home. The dog's at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all talk. Thanks very much indeed, Pete.